Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Hello, my name is Peter Doyle. I'm the Managing Director of Modern Resources Limited. We're listed on the ASX under ticket code MR1. Uh, Modern Resources is a coal development company uh, operating in Calgary, uh, Alberta. Um, uh, we have coking coal or steel-making coal deposits there in the Crozes Pass, uh, and we are in the, in the process of transitioning uh, one of our major assets, the Tent Mountain Mine, from coal mining operations into a renewable uh, green energy and green hydrogen production facility. Peter, good to see you. Last time we, I saw the headline, I had to call you. We, we got to talk, okay? Because last time we spoke, you were a coal company that was having some issues at government level with regards to advancing the, the, um, the Tent Mountain project that you've got. Your solution to that seems to be, well, let's do a 180 volte fast and do something else instead. So what, what, what's happening? Yeah, thanks, Matt. Um, it's good to be back on with Crux. Uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's an interesting time for all of us in the, in the world of, of coal mining and energy transition, and the company is simply diversifying our risk. Uh, we, we have a bunch of assets to the south of us here in Alberta. We own land. Uh, we own bodies of water, or we have bodies of water on our properties. Um, and by virtue of, of the historic mining at the Tent Mountain um, project, we have a body, a large body of water that is perched 300 metres above uh, the valley floor where there is a, a man-made series of structures there impounding the water. We looked at this project in 2019 as a pump hydro energy storage project. Um, and earlier this year, as permitting got more, more and more difficult and more, and more lengthy uh, on our coal projects, the board decided to relook at the potential to transition Tent Mountain to a renewable energy project, essentially taking something that was going to start in year 15 of the mine life and bring it forward. Um, upon doing that, we had uh, various consultants come and uh, look at what we were designing and they, one in particular, uh, came up with why do you not add on a hydrogen electrolyzer? You have the land, you have great access to infrastructure, railways, pipelines, uh, high voltage electrical lines uh, and the highway. And so as the hydrogen market evolves and grows and, and more and more customers become available, you're a perfect position to capitalize on that. Um, and we looked also at a wind farm to facilitate, um, in two ways, facilitate uh, low-priced green uh, renewable uh, electricity to pump the water back up the hill for the pump hydro project and also to, to supply the electrolyzer. And uh, very, very um, encouragingly, we've got a great relationship with the Bogani Nation we're our nearest First Nation. We operate on their traditional territories uh, and we've agreed to uh, investigate mutual benefits here. And, and the important thing for, I guess, investors to understand is that the Bacani Nation's reserves are right in the uh, kind of the epicentre of where most of the wind farms in Alberta are. So they're perfectly positioned to potentially 
um, uh, facilitate that wind power with us. But, but, yeah, but we're really excited about it, Matt. It is a big change. We're moving through with the feasibility study on this. Project. No one's going to argue about with you about green hydrogen. The, the, the green thematic is everywhere. There'll be people jumping on the bandwagon. I, I get it. But I, just, I, I truly want to understand what went on and accept that you're you're doing something to take control of a situation which you got which it got out of out of control but just to remind us you were a like i said you were you're a you've got a coal background right glencore big big coal guy for the last 30 years but and you were building a a a, a project well, a couple of projects um here tent mountain being the first one you were halted in your tracks from advancing what happened why have you had to take this it's like this 180 degree um, view of the property. Yep, sure. Look, we we are not looking at it as a 180 degree change, right? So we we had already established the potential for this to exist at this project, and we're merely looking. Does it make better sense to do it now rather than at the end of the mine life? And really, that's a a decision that hasn't yet been made, or by virtue of it's still very unclear what the permitting. Um, sort of pathway and, and outcome of that pathway is here in Alberta. So um, we have two primary projects, the 10 Mountain Mine, an existing permitted licensed mine, short duration relative to the other mine, uh, 15 years or 14 years of mining, uh, just over a million tonnes per annum. Um, the, the intention was to, to get that back into production as quickly as possible. And unfortunately for us, that has been a significant delay to that plan. And we were going to take uh, dividends, take profits from that operation and deliver the much larger Chinook project. We are still advancing the Chinook project. It's important for people to understand that that, that coal uh, or the majority of the coal at the Chinook project is freehold coal owned by Montem Resources and our shareholders and not by Alberta. Uh, that is also the case for the majority of the coal at Tent Mountain. Uh, we haven't given up on coal mining at Tent Mountain. We are merely assessing this project, bringing it forward in the timeline. Um, and if it makes sense by the time we finish a feasibility in 12 or so months' time, it should become very, very clear which project will, uh, will win the investment. Okay. Um, so, so let me say, so, okay, I appreciate that, that, that answer. It's honest, it's honest, at least, you know. You're, you're, you're a cash-constrained company too, right? So it, you, I think there was, there was, there was talk about um, a $5 million um, clean fuels program funding available to do this. Are you just doing it for the money uh, or, you know, can you deliver this? Have you done this before? I mean, like I said, I keep coming back to the fact that you're coal guys and all of a sudden you're doing green hydrogen out of nowhere. So that's a mm. big that's a big leap, isn't it? Yeah, valid question. There's lots there. Look, I wouldn't say that we're cash constrained. We we have very strong support from our shareholders, and it's publicly listed. You know, that's that's one of the virtues of, of having a, a supportive, strong shareholder base who have been in contact with me, having seen this announcement, and remain extremely supportive, which is great. Um, in terms of uh, you know, we we yes, you are right. Our DNA of the company. Uh, Glencore background, some of us tech background, some of us in terms of tech resources, great big mining company mindset. Well, you know, miners are, are, um, are you know, sophisticated engineers and scientists who, who design big projects and deliver them. And this is about big project delivery. 
for for the electricity uh, green hydrogen conversion. Uh, that's a very well known and 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 sophisticated uh, essentially chemistry set. Um, and the production of electricity from pump hydro is over a hundred years old technology. So, and and there are great big companies around the world who are true experts in this. All that said, the board recognises that we need specialist help with this. We have uh, developed and 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 now we are in the process of formalising a steering committee that will be headed by a very senior electricity uh, professional here in in Alberta. Um, we expect to announce that person to the market in the next couple of days. Uh, he and his team will lead a, a small subject matter expert driven steering committee that, that will oversee the development of the program uh, through the next phase. And, and, uh, and at that point, we'll make a decision as to whether which path we're going down. So the, this is going to be built entirely around Tent Mountain. Um, do, do you want to explain exactly how it works, or do you want to leave that to someone more technical? I mean, <laughs> no, no, it's it's simply water flowing downhill, uh, Matt. Really, uh, we we have a body of water, the very large body of water that that filled the void from the the previous uh, mining operations, which ceased in the 1980s. This is a closed loop system. That water is. Um, is is distinctly different to the to the rest of the water in the system. It just is sitting there. Uh, seasonal flows occur, of course, as the snow melts, but largely this body of water is just captured in this hole. Um, it will flow down a series of pipelines into uh, two turbines at the bottom of the hill. And the, the very exciting and distinct advantage Tent Mountain has is it's privately held land. And this body of water is 300 metres above the valley floor. So the, the system works by storing energy. So, so we will have to pump the water back up every day and we release the water at, at uh, high demand. Because it's an a, a open wholesale network or open wholesale market, sorry, of electricity, people bid into the, the, the electricity pool in five-minute increments, and you have wild swings of, of electricity price when the when the solar power is 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 producing well and the wind is blowing, the price of electricity is low, and that is when we will pump the elect the, the water back up the hill. When the wind isn't blowing and the sun isn't shining, the price of electricity is high, and that is when we will deliver our electricity to the market. So it's a, it's a, actually a very big battery. Uh, and Alberta's got itself in a pretty unique situation right now. Uh, the government a few years ago decided to phase out all coal-fired power stations. Um, that took out 30 or is in the process of removing 30, around 30% of the baseload power. That is largely now being replaced by renewables, which, as I just described, are inherently intermittent. So the business case is, is simple um, engineering or relatively simple engineering of capturing the energy of water flowing downhill uh, and pumping that water back up at a cheaper price. Um, that provides uh, green energy, uh, both production and storage. And the hydrogen uh, from the electrolyzer um, is a relatively simple uh, physical and chemical transition of, of water into its molecules of hydrogen and oxygen. And the only um, real uh, 
production coming out of that is water vapour and oxygen and hydrogen. So um, the, the hydrogen is, is green and, and we have, we believe, capacity to build at least a 100 megawatt electrolyzer, which could and, and, and should be the largest green hydrogen facility in North America by the time it's built. So look, it, it has awesome uh, potential possibility, really quite impressive possibility, Matt. Uh, and that's why the board and I are very excited about it and we're pushing this now through the full feasibility to, to be able to assess it in, in its entirety. You're excited, the, the market's excited yeah. and the green thematic. You, you, you're jumping on the green the green bandwagon um, and it's essentially working for you. Five million bucks will get you so far. Are you going to have to come and dip into the market and raise money through the, the public markets? Oh, look, right now we have enough money to fund this for the next phase that we're looking at. And the uh, $5 million of funding from the federal government, we expect to receive confirmation of that next, uh, at the end of, around about the end of first quarter next year. Uh, and that, at that stage, we'll have a look at our cash balances then, Matt, and, and decide what we need to do. Okay. So you have the perfect physical infrastructure, you know, the, the, the topography is working in your favour. You've got water, you've got height, um, and you're going to put together an engineering uh, project here. But that's of a certain size. It may, it, it, it's, you know, 100 megawatts is, is one thing, but how, how do you then go and replicate this? Do you want to go and replicate this, or is it in some sort of holding pattern until something changes with the coal? Yeah, no, interesting question. Um, look, our DNA is coal mining. The, the hard coating coal markets at the moment are at all-time highs. Like, it is, it is difficult to explain to laymen just how hot the current coal market is. And it's fascinating to, to, to be a participant in that. And, and Modern Resources is very much um, in, in the process of becoming a larger participant in that market. We... We understand that that uh, it, it may be a little complex for investors to understand. On one hand, we're looking at a green hydrogen project. On the other hand, I'm sitting here saying that we want to be exporting hard coking coal as soon as possible, and that remains um, very much in our focus. Uh, if you think of it another way, we're diversifying risk. Um, there is potential for green hydrogen to replace hard coking coal in blast furnaces many, many decades out, and we're positioning for that. That's the first thing. Second thing is the, um, the larger um, incumbent producers of hard cane coal around the world, tech resources right next to us, are either unable or unwilling to produce more coal, and there is a constraint of supply, a, a really significant constraint of supply. We're hearing, you know, the published prices right now around $400 out of Queensland Five to six hundred dollars out of East Coast US. We're he hearing even higher prices from that out of Western Canada. Uh, it's quite an extraordinary time, and 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 we want to get involved with that. Okay, there's a lot to unpack there. I, I, I want I almost, in fact, I'm almost almost too excited about what you just said. I, I want to, so I want to close off the hydrous thing. So, are you saying you're you're doing what you're doing to build up some credit with the provincial and federal government? Is that the only thing here, or are you can you make money? from that project, will you look to scale that project? Deal with that first. Sure, no, we're, we're not trying to get credit with anyone, Matt, we're trying to make money. By, by virtue of fact of making money, if we get credit with regulators, that's great. Um, we, we don't ask for forgiveness of who we are and what we do at all. And um, 
we very much are looking at our asset base and trying to repurpose them. It makes perfect sense to do that as a business person, right? We we are suffering uh, unforeseen delays in getting these mines re or this particular mine restarted, and we're we're looking to make money in a different fashion. That that fashion is in vogue. People are excited by it. We are also excited by it, uh, but we're driven by profits, and um, and we want to make sure that that we deliver a project there that that both is good for investors and all the stakeholders. You know, the fact that the Bagani Nation are excited to be involved in this is great for us. You know, we, we've been fostering that relationship for a very long time and, and we we're encouraged by where that, where, you know, what they think. We, we had a big site visit up there a couple of weeks ago. We had some elders uh, blessing the ground and we had some council members and they were all very excited about what we had to say. Okay, so look, you, 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 what you're saying is you are looking at ways to monetize the assets that you've got whilst you're waiting out this review process. Is that, is That's what you're saying. You want to make money. Yeah, look, this is the, the best way to make money for the, now. Correct. Uh, the, the review process is due to hand down their, their report to the government uh, in November um, and... Thereafter, the, the, the Alberta government will decide what they're going to do with their regulations for coal mining in Alberta. Um, you know, I, I stressed to you before that there is a fair bit of this coal that's behind my shoulder there that is un, not only under licence to us, but we actually own that coal freehold. And, um, you know, we're determined to, to mine that coal. Um, if the pump hydro slash green hydrogen project at Tent Mountain looks like a more feasible way to produce profits from those assets, then that's what we will do. Um, in terms of coal mining itself, there are a lot of um, there's a lot of activity going on in M and A around the world, and and we look forward to uh, to letting shareholders know a bit more about that in the near future. Well, that's the bit that excites me. Okay, you talked about your DNA, your Glencore DNA, thinking big, behaving big. And we've talked before about your, your access to capital should, should you need it. I'm assuming, slight tongue in cheek, you won't be looking for assets in Alberta. <laughs> no, we've been, we've been reviewing different assets around the world right now, Matt, as, as you'd imagine many coal companies are. You're right, uh, Mark Lochtenberg, our chairman, was a former managing director of Glencore, um, has enormous uh, capacity and capability to... Um, introduce new money into Montem, into our, our asset acquisition strategy. And um, look, we we think that there are some great deals out there and, and uh, you know, I'm going to be a little bit careful about how we talk about it, Matt, but let's just say we've been very busy. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.